22 million unemployed that have filed. Probably a lot more than that. Can we now say that the cure is worse than the virus? Like, at what point do we just admit that it is worse now because of what we've done than what the virus has done? We need to start establishing some metrics because this is getting insane. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, podcast on how to make you successful. Talking about what's going on in the world from a success perspective, economically, you know, all of the stuff that has to do with the stuff that can't be said or your show gets censored. We're part of the Fight Life Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com, put in HGBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet 15 ounce mug and you'll be supporting us and get tons of other great benefits. Really appreciate it. Email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. If you like the show, please like it, share it, subscribe wherever you're listening to this. It helps us grow the show and really appreciate it. It's like one of the best ways that you can support us. It'd be really great. You can also go over to howtobuildatent.com. Check out the merch over there and feel free to uh, pick out some stuff that you would like. And I pretty much do it for a cost over there. I know it's a little more expensive stuff, but it's high end. I wanted to have a high end, good quality products over there. So go check it out if you want to rep some HTBT stuff. Now, one of the things that is most frustrating to me is the lack of questioning that has gone on about this, specifically from the press. I've been nailing them the last couple of days, but from a majority of us, even in the Christian circles, Big Eva, where is the pushback? Where is the analysis? Where is the leadership pushing back from what we are doing? Because it's absolutely insane. What is it? 5.245 million people lost have jobless claims this week, raising monthly loss to 22 million due to the thing. Who is challenging the narrative? Who is pushing back on what we are doing here? It's absolutely insane. Trump is saying that we are slowly going to be rolling or putting the economy back to work, but we know it's not going to get back you know, to how it was beforehand right away, and we're going to start slowly rolling out states that aren't impacted as much. Why were they even closed? Why were they even shut down? And you may be saying, why are you so upset about this? And I hope you're not asking that because you've been impacted by this too. The reason is that the economy impacts lives. It impacts families. It impacts your mental health. It impacts every area of your life. The economy is human life. There's so many people trying to make this distinctive between health and work, health and the economy, health and providing, health and being able to have a job, being able to put food on the table for your family. They're indistinguishable. They're indistinguishable. And we've been dealing with an illness and doing the equivalent of bleeding ourselves, hopefully that the illness will just leave our body. We've been bleeding ourselves from an economic perspective, hoping that the thing will just go away. It hasn't, it won't, and we have done more damage with the cure than with the thing itself. And what's even worse is the political football that is being used 
And I'm not even just talking about the small business loan that has run out of money now. I, yesterday, I was wondering when they said Wednesday if it meant the day of the recording or of next week. Apparently, it's the day of the recording. So we have run out. The Democrats trying to get themselves more money, getting them, getting their donors paid off, trying to put more pork into a bill, won't just do a straight funding bill to get more money into the small businesses, which even upsets me to even more no end, makes me even more furious because, again, small businesses employ 50% of America. And so what they're saying is, what benefits me is more important than 50% of America. Those are our leaders. Those are the people that we have elected into office. And they care more about themselves than 50% of America. It's disgraceful. It's disgusting. I The past couple of days, it's been hard. I've been going back and forth between depression. Not depression. That's too much of a word. But being depressed about our situation. I'm not like depressed like the actual um, issue you have with depression. And I'm saying like just thinking of where we are in the country, it's depressing is probably the way to say it. And then absolute rage because of the foolishness, the lack of boldness, the lack of any kind of real honest thought about all this. We weren't even given options. We were just told this is what's going to happen. And depending on what state you're in, Michigan, California, New York, they're making it even far worse. They're closing down aisles of food they think you don't need. They're closing down aisles, stores of places they say you don't need to go. So the government has assumed this role of making value judgments of what companies can and can't sell, what you as an individual can and can't buy, and it's being pushed out longer and longer. And a lot of it has to do with politics. You don't believe me? Nevada's governor, I just saw A.D. Robles share this before the recording, just banned the use of hydrochloroquine and the anti-malaria drug that has been leading to a lot of great positive results for the thing that can't be mentioned. Why? Why does the government need to be involved? I thought medical care was supposed to be between you and your doctor. I thought it was your body, your choice. So apparently you can kill babies, but you can't take an anti-malaria drug to make yourself feel better. If a doctor thinks that it will work, you can't take it because the government's getting involved. So ERLC and other Christian leaders, here's your in. Here's where we can end abortion. Because now they're showing that it's not your body, your choice. It's not that they believe that medical decisions should be left between you and your doctor. But I'm not going to hear a damn thing from them. Have you? No. I'm seeing seminars on women in business and how it's for women to cope with working from home in the business. It's funny. I didn't see the men's seminar and how men should work from home and talking about that, having respectable men focusing on men. Nope, they wouldn't dare do that. I think a lot of us are starting to realize that our walls are broken down, that we have a very weak foundation to make any kind of stand, not just religiously, politically, our businesses are just being plowed. Our incomes are being taken away. 
And just overnight, what thought was a thriving economy has been brought to desolation. And what is our framework? What is our steps to getting back? My phone just went off. I guess that's a good reminder. (laughs) I should not be venting so much and being so angry. But I hope you guys, this is what I want from this. Here's some solutions. I don't want to just rant. I don't want to just rant. But this is what we need. We need to rebuild. And before we rebuild, and what I mean to be rebuilding is I don't just mean economically. I mean we need to rebuild our foundations, our premises, how we view society, what role government plays, what role churches play, what role businesses play, what roles families play. We need to reestablish what those mean for society, how businesses fit in, how successful people fit in, how pastors fit in, how politicians, what are your roles? And we need to start encouraging and raising up faithful, bold men to lead us in this process. Before we can rebuild, before we can even get our thinking correctly, which we should be doing at an individual level. I'm talking about from an organizational standpoint, from a corporate standpoint, from a government standpoint. We need men to rise up. And this is the time. And that is what we should get hope for. I just got the chills about it. Is these are the times that faithful men are raised up by God. And so when you see them, when you're encouraged by them, you need to exhort them and encourage them to continue on. You need to support them. You need to raise them up. You need to vote for them. You need to donate to them. You need to share their stuff. You need to subscribe. Whatever context it is in, you need to identify the faithful men that are going to help rebuild not just, again, our businesses, our economy, but rebuild our mindset, our ethos of who we are as uh, Christians, who we are as a country, who we are as professionals, who we are as families. And we need leaders to rise up again. All right, we got some more to talk about today. Hopefully that turned from depressing to encouraging just like it did for me. Go over to KingsmanGroomingPros.com. That Kingsman Grooming Products is a Christian company that is supporting the show. They support our network. They have great quality products, and they're having to sell right now 25% off. Go over there, put in HTBT, get 25% off when you buy some of their products. Just try one thing. Go over there right now and look at what you normally get and put it in your cart, put HTBT in to get 25% off and then try it. Just compare it to what you have already and you'll, I'm telling you, it's by far gonna be the best product that you have had. That's what I think. I wear it, I'm never going back. I have it all up on my shelf back here. It's in my bathroom. I'm wearing it, I smell like it and it feels good. No more itching. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, put in HTBT in the memo field, support a Christian company, support uh, a company that supports us, get high quality products and 25% off. 25% off when you use HGBT. All right, what else do we got in the news? Oh, this is an interesting one. Airbnb is feeling the crunch from the government shutdown. People aren't traveling, people aren't renting out homes, they're staying in, they're staying isolated. And what is interesting to me about this is that this company has been dealing with the government shutting them down for a long time, way before the thing that can't be mentioned or my show will get censored, way before that thing. Because there have been lobbyists, specifically in the hotel entertainment industries, that have lobbied companies to shut them down. 
to shut them down. You and when I was living in Hawaii, you couldn't rent out your house for less than a month. So you couldn't rent your house out for a week. You couldn't rent your house out for a weekend. That seems pretty tyrannical to me, not from the Airbnb perspective, but from my own property. You as the government are telling me what I can do with my own home. If that's not evil, I don't know what is. And when we start seeing the government doing tyrannical things in a time of crisis, like what's happening now with the thing that I can't mention or I'll be censored, when we see it happening here, it's not because it just started here. Just like when you see Christians that fall away when they go into college, it didn't start there. It started in school. It started in high school, junior high, in public school. And it just blossomed there. And that's what these crises do. Just as like we talked about in the first segment where this is the time where God can bring forth leaders, faithful men to rise up and to restore and to rebuild. So too, the tyranny comes out. It blossoms just like the weeds that are underground and it rains and they sprout up. They were there in the soil, but now it's just coming to light. Airbnb has been suffering and dealing with Governments telling them what they can and can't do. And by extension, people that own their own property, what you can and can't do with your own home, with your own place of living. There's nothing more evil than that. There's nothing more evil than that. For a government to tell you what to do with your own home, I shouldn't say there's nothing more evil than that. There's nothing more evil than that from a regulation perspective is what I'm saying. Baby murder is far more evil than that. From a regulation perspective, from a business perspective, there's nothing more evil than to tell you what you can and can't do with your own physical home. And this has been going on for years, guys. Years. See, in a way, I'm glad that we're seeing this tyranny from where, from the perspective of of this disaster because it's not new. It's not new. And so when Airbnb talks about how this is impacting them, they've been impacted for far too long by tyrannical government. Not necessarily the federal, but the state levels. And that's something else we need to keep in mind, that there are many governments that we need to push back on, not just the federal government overreach, but the state counties, the cities. There are a lot of battles that need to be fought. But before we even get there, we need to build the foundation. We need to rebuild the walls. And before all of that is we need people to lead us that are faithful men, qualified men. You know, it's funny. This last thing I'm going to say, and this is from a preacher perspective, pastor perspective. And I know I'm just a podcaster, just a podcaster. What do I know? I'm a business podcaster at that. For a long time, I've wondered why we have so many unqualified pastors in office. So many. And I'm not talking about women pastors. I'm talking about pastors that have been married multiple times, have kids that aren't in the faith, that have many other things, whatever the qualifications are in the Bible, that they do not live up to that. I know many. And when there's good times, when there's good times, you know, it seems like, eh, you know, the church is going pretty well. We're not losing attendees. Hey, we're actually growing. Things seem to be pretty well. 
But then we sit back in this disaster, in this time of crisis, and we have people ratting out other people. We have, not only is it (laughs) dealing with Christians suing other Christians, we have Christians turning in other Christians for worshiping God. We have churches just without any thought whatsoever doing whatever the government says. We have churches that are just swallowing the narrative. And I'll just leave it at that. And I can't help but think it's because we don't have faithful men leading us. At least enough faithful men leading us. But we have unqualified people. Which this is what it is. And let me tell you from a personal perspective of why I think this is correlated. Is when there's been sin in my life. When there's been unrepentant sin in my life, there has. I'm not saying I'm perfect at all. When I have been living a life of sin, the power, the fortitude, the boldness of the spirit, I might be getting a little Pentecostal for you, but that all goes out the door. I'm able to be as confident as I am at times. I'm able to proclaim the gospel faithfully. I am able to obey God And the way he's called me to the most effectively when I'm walking with him, when I'm not living in sin, when I don't have unrepentant sin, not to say that I'm perfect and I'm not sinning, but when I'm not practicing sin, when I'm not hiding something, when I'm not enjoying it, when that's not happening, then I'm able to be more effectively used by God, however you want to say that. And it's the times when I do have those sins is when I cower is when I don't find that boldness, is when I turn down the opportunities that God has put before me. And when I say, that's not me, I can't do it because I'm walking in my own flesh and I'm walking in my own strength and I'm guilty and I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed. And I think that's where we are with a lot of pastors in office because they know they're not qualified. They can read the Bible and yet they're there. So where is your strength coming from? If you know you're unqualified and you're taking a position that you know you're not unqualified for, then how are you going to rise up and fight? Because you could just be cut cut down. You're going to be telling people to repent and follow God when you are not following God and the qualifications of an elder. Where's your strength? Where's your power? It's gone. It's the hair cut off from Samson. So we need to be praying. We need to be looking for qualified people in the positions they're in. Pastor, commentator, government official, whatever it is, business leader. Maybe he's a Christian in your company to be encouraging them, to be praying for them, to tell them that they are encouraging you, that you look up to them. Whatever it is, we need to find these leaders and be building them up. Not them personally to give them an ego, but to others. Because we need faithful men more than ever. We need faithful business leaders. We need faithful government officials. We need faithful pastors. And for so long, we've been getting by with crap. With unqualified people. With fools. And I think we're seeing it more than ever. At least I am. So go out, be encouraging, be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow.